Hello and welcome to Twin Flames, the great spiritual awakening podcast, where you can listen to real-life stories from those who answer the call of divine love. I'm your host, Dennis. I'm a certified ascension coach with Twin Flames Universe. I've been on my Twin Flame journey for several years now, and I'm living in union with my Twin Flame, thanks to the teachings of union at TwinFlamesUniverse.com. For every episode of this podcast, I am joined by special guests who are on various stages of the Twin Flame journey. Some of them are newer, while others have already achieved their union or even harmonious Twin Flame union. So every week you get a close-up glance into their personal Twin Flame journey, and you get to really find out what happened on their journey. How did they overcome the biggest challenges, and what did they do to get to where they are today and have real and permanent success on their Twin Flame journey? Enjoy and always remember, only love is real and love never fails. For our second episode today, I am very delighted to have with me Jose and Michaela, Twin Frames and Harmonious Union. Hello, guys. Hello. Hi. Hi. How are you doing today? We're good. Mm -hmm. Looking forward to the podcast. Yeah. I am very much looking forward to this too. And You know, while I was preparing for this and thinking, okay, what, what can I ask you? What, what juiciness can I squeeze out of you, so to say? Um, I was really thinking that, you know, as, as a union, one thing that for me you really stand for is that you're really living this twin flame dream that so many people are wishing for. And that's also what you're sharing a lot, like on your social media, like you You're in harmonious union, you're living together, you have a, you're very successful in your life purpose, you're both certified ascension coaches, so in your case, Michaela, a master certified ascension coach, so you have your own business, and you've really created this beautiful and thriving life for yourself, and what I really want to talk to you today is how you got to where you are today, because I imagine, or like I should say, I know this didn't just happen overnight, you put a lot of work into it to get to where you are today. And I want to go to the very beginning of your twin flame journey today and just be the mediator for you to share your journey with people to how you, yeah, how you got to where you are today. So the first thing that I, I want to ask you is when did, when did it all start for you? How, how did you start your twin flame journey or what was it that was like a catalyst for you starting the twin flame journey? Do you want to go or should I go? Well, I think you're going to go since you... Started. I started first, yeah. yeah. So um, I knew, I found out about twin flames in 2016 and I met through a false twin flame. I met him online. So it was kind of like where I met you. It was like a foreshadowing, but um, he actually is the one who introduced me to Jeff and Shalia's videos. So it's really funny, but, um, he, I was always looking for like, a, I thought it was like a soulmate, you know, that was the word that I use. Like I've always been interested in finding my one true love. Mm -hmm. And when I met my false twin flame, um, we were like, wow, what a connection, you know, get it, you know, that in the beginning. And so I did a lot of research and I researched, um, twin flames and discovered twin flames. And, uh, yeah. And then that, you know, false twin flame person sent me Jeff and Shalia's video. And it was actually eight signs of a false twin flame was the first video that he ever sent me, you know? Oh really my God. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and after that, I just really like resonated with Jeff and Shalia's videos. And um, I also was following like other twin flame teachers at the time. 
um, that I thought were okay. But at a certain point, um, Jeff and Shalia's videos really spoke to me the most and like they felt very peaceful. And I remember um, there was this day I was kind of, uh, at, I don't know, just like kind of in a low spot, but I was listening to one of their free Twin Flame Ascension School classes. And I was like coloring in a notebook. And I just like, I felt this deep peace that I had never felt before. Like it was like this deep resonance with what they were teaching. And it was a class uh, they were helping, I don't know, a student. And I just felt like, wow, like I resonate with this. Like I want to dedicate my life to this, like what they're doing. Like I really believe in it and nothing has ever felt so pure and so good, you know, to me. And so that was 2016. And then like maybe six months later in 2017, I joined uh, live classes, but I was, yeah, like I, I joined the community and started following Jeff and Shalia in 2016, following the false twin flame experience. And naturally their work helped me to realize that guy was not my twin flame. So yeah. How about you, Jose? How did it all start for you? For me, it was a little different. And I think for me it was kind of unexpected. I wasn't expecting, I wasn't really into spirituality at the moment. But I realized um, I was in a point in my life that I was um, going through a lot of change in my life. I just moved to a new city. I was making some changes. I was making the choice to really be happy. And that's when I had my spiritual awakening. Mm. And at the moment, I didn't know what was going on in my life. But I was like, okay, something is happening. Something that I cannot explain is happening. Um, Let's see what it is, because I have never heard about twin flames or spirituality before, so it was very new to me. Mm-hmm. And I started doing a lot of like research in Google, looking for information, and then I came across this community and different Salia's YouTube videos, and I was like, oh, this sounds logical, it sounds real, mm-hmm. and that's when I started to read the book, start to really learned about twin flames and the twin flame dynamic. And I saw, wow, there is a there is a logic to this. It's not random. It's not something that is happening. Apparently, it's happening to more people. And there is a way to get out of this. And I got into spirituality, all in. For nothing to being all in into it, I really loved it. And I really found what I was looking for all my life. And I knew it was in this direction. Wow. That's beautiful. So were you like, because you mentioned like when, when all of this started for you, you weren't really, you, you had basically no idea about spirituality or any of this stuff. So that, you know, really falls into this, this belief that some people out there have about one twin from being the unawakened one, obviously in most cases, the divine masculine. How, how do you feel about like this disbelief that's out there? Is that mm-hmm. relating in any way to the experience that you've had? Would you say there's any truth to that? Mm, I guess not. I guess for me, my experience, I wasn't, um, I didn't have the information. I didn't have the, the words to describe it. But looking back, I always had the desire for my perfect partner. And I didn't express it in those words, but I knew it in my heart. Mm-hmm. I'm looking for this. I'm looking for having a meaningful life. And maybe I didn't have the spiritual words or the 
method to achieve it. But the desire was in my heart. And I think that's the thing that really made me go all in. I already had it within me. I just needed the clarity and it was like, wow, this is it. I finally received the clarity of what I was looking for. And I changed, I really went all in. So I feel for me, the desire was always there. It's waiting for me to really discover it. And you kind of came to your own conclusion. Yeah, I came to my own conclusion because, yeah, we see this uh, myth, I guess, or information that maybe your film is not aware of it, but my own experience led me to my own conclusion of, like, this is real. This is happening to me. I cannot, I cannot deny it. And that led me to look for answers mm-hmm. immediately. That's really powerful because that, you know, perfectly speaks to how you and Michaela at the core actually always had the same experience, even Mm -hmm. though Michaela might have been a bit like more ahead when it comes to knowing the vocabulary, knowing about the word twin flames Mm -hmm. and like the the spiritual knowledge. But like on the inside, you were were always on the same page. That's really beautiful. Yeah, like I always look back and see that I joined the community like a year or a year and a half before you did. And um, it was my, you know, I just walked the path. I did my inner work and you naturally just aligned with me there. It it just shows (laughs) that you don't have to like control like your twin flame. It's it's an attraction, you know, like they are going to be attracted, even if they don't know like the lingo, you know, or the spiritual terms or whatever. Yeah. So the funny thing is like, when you came into the community, I was your first like yeah. point of contact. <laughs> like I was his his um like consultation. You had a consultation for mm-hmm. Twin Flame Ascension School, and I answered it. <laughs> so it's really sweet. How how was that? Did you did you like each other back then? Did you feel anything or like how was that first time meeting? <laughs> yeah, for me, like when I first saw you, I was like, oh, he's kind of cute. But then immediately, I was like. <laughs> don't think that like you have a twin flame you know like I went I went into that like oh my gosh you know like don't leak your energy type thing and but I also remember that the things he was working through were exactly what I was working through I was like whoa like I feel like I almost can't help you because I have the same upset and then I had to work through it you know while we were in on the call and uh it helped me like I remember your your consultation really helped me come to the next level of like the piece that I was working on I remember something about faith yeah. your family and things like that yeah it was really interesting like we were it was clear that we were I thought that was just like the magic of the law of attraction which it is in a way but it was like because he's my twin flame mm-hmm. it was specific very specific yeah. yeah I think for me it was very similar I find her I found her really cute at the beginning in the session I was like I like her but nope you have a twin flame <laughs> don't do this and the same feeling basically because at the moment I was having a forced in flame experience but I really felt like a different connection in the session I was like wow mm-hmm. this is like interesting I feel like I relate to her like I feel like that like attraction mm-hmm. and I couldn't explain it at the moment but it was like wow it was very subtle like, very, it very, very it wasn't anything crazy it was like very yeah just there mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I see. So you, you you mentioned Jose right now that you, which perfectly leads me to the next question, that you had a fourth swim film experience during that time. And mm-hmm. I know from you, Michaela, you were a life student in Twin Film Ascension School. So everyone can watch a lot of your journey during <laughs> the entire two-year 
period. And you had a false twin flame experience, I believe, pretty much the entire twin flame ascension school time. Yeah. So did your like the phase where you had a false twin flame experience coincide for you both? Was it at the same time? Pretty much. Yeah, we just got the same day. Yeah, yeah. Totally. The same day that we realized we were both having false twin flame experiences and we were twin flame. So it was, yeah, pretty much the exact all other same ones. time. Yeah. We were kind of going through the same thing all along at mm-hmm. the exact same time. So, yeah. I mean, yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What was the big lesson that both of you learned from your false twin flame experience? Hmm. Because obviously with four twin flame experiences, they're always there to teach us a, a core lesson. So I'm wondering what that was for you each specifically. It was a shared lesson or like you both had a piece of the same, like the other side of the same coin or something like that. Yeah, for me, like it was to love the false twin flame unconditionally and to kind of, you know, like Jeff and Shalia teach you love them to leave them, you know, like you have to love something fully to transcend it. And before I fully mastered that experience, I think I was upset because the, you know, the false twin flame person was, you know, rejecting me, not responding to my messages. And so I was upset and I was, um, this was back when a lot of people in this community were realizing they were having false twin flame experiences mm-hmm. and so I was like oh I must be having one too like this guy get rid of him I don't like him anymore you know but that was uh not the you know I wasn't loving him fully and I wasn't I wasn't loving myself fully in that lesson and so yeah it was about unconditional acceptance you know and going all in with the lesson you know you can't like you can't skip steps that was for me you know the big lesson and healing the thing that that was bringing up for me which my core block was worthiness you know that was the ultimate lesson that I learned before I was able to transcend that and then literally the next day after I finally healed that like we came into harmonious union so it was was interesting yeah that was fast Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. oh, go ahead, was it for you? What yeah, I think for me, um, I think my entire force to inflame experience really showed me that there is, I couldn't make it in my own. Like, I couldn't mm-hmm. make it work. I was trying to control everything, to make it happen, to try to do everything in my hands. Didn't work out at all. And I remember, like, um, I just need to come to the realization of my block. I couldn't control the situation. And I remember Jeff like told me something like release control. And I was like, okay, let's try this out. And I released control and everything started to move so fast. Mm-hmm. So for me, my lesson was to really um, discover that I have a relationship with the divine and it's there mm-hmm. for me. I can trust on that. And that with I, when I surrender control to it, everything happens for me is the best that I could ever imagine. And the journey really moves when you trust mm-hmm. and have faith. Yeah. Yeah. Me too, basically. Kind of the same lesson at the mm-hmm. core. Like it was to stop resisting yeah. the the healing and stop mm-hmm. controlling the situation. You know, and once we finally really deeply surrendered, we came together yeah. so easily mm-hmm. that it was just like miraculous. You know, yeah. it's really amazing. Mm-hmm. And that's how it is for everyone, you know, in their own way. Yeah. Wow, that's that's what I definitely want to talk to you about. 
the, <laughs> the day where you came together. I remember back then, like I was working with you on a team in Trump Films University, yeah. Kayla. And I know that like, I think Jeff had announced in the group that, okay, there's a new Harmonious Union on the way. And we were talking to someone and said, who could it be? And like, it was you all the time. And after what you said, <laughs> you were like <laughs> on the call. <laughs> and you yeah. were like... That was really funny. Um, and if, as, as I remember things, like it already happened very fast. Like, and you already mentioned some of them. Like one day you were basically having a false swim film experience, realized that person is a false swim film. And then pretty much the next day you were in Harmonious Union. So mm -hmm. could you share a bit about this, these like 24 hours, what transpired, what happened, how, what the emotional journey was like from, the false twin flame to realizing okay that's not my twin flame actually to then exploring with each other and realizing oh okay we're really twin flames and coming into yeah. a new union then yeah. definitely like those 24 hours are really meaningful like i always look back they feel so beautiful and i for me it started actually with like a really challenging upset i remember like the morning before like the day before i woke up feeling just literally bad like so bad um there were a lot of people back then coming into harmonious union and i remember feeling kind of it triggered me you know because it was really pushing me to you know let go of some of the really heavy stuff that i was kind of holding on to and so i remember i woke up this one morning just not feeling good i felt really upset i felt triggered and i i saw um I just chose to sit with the feeling instead of resisting it you know instead of running away from it and i was like I remember Shalia had um, left a comment on one of my posts back then, and I'll always remember it. And she said, as soon as you stop um, trying to do things your way and you surrender to what I've been teaching you all along, you'll have your harmonious union. And so I, like her words replayed in my head this morning and I just chose to like heal the block instead of running from it and being afraid. And um, I realized that the core of it was I felt unworthy of love. You know, I was like, oh, and then once I really hit that core moment that I felt unworthy, it was just so easy to love myself there. Because I was like, well, of course I'm worthy. You know, I am worthy of love, but I just needed to get really clear on that upset by feeling my feelings, you know, practicing the teachings. And uh, yeah, it was like a, an amazing transformation. Like that was a big block that I cleared really easily because I just did the work and I, I like felt this deep relief and peace and then all you know how it feels like when you clear a big block it's just like oh, like oh I feel so much better I remember even like the sun coming through the window looked so beautiful and I was just like I love my life and I'm happy for everyone coming into harmonious union I know I'm gonna do it you know and I at this time I still thought that the you know the false twin flame was my true twin flame and so I booked a flight you know I wasn't living in my hometown or home state back then so I literally booked a flight um like that day to go back and I was going to do everything I could you know I was at this point just tired of separation like it wasn't it wasn't even from like a place of lack like it was just this knowing that I wanted to be with my twin flame and that life doesn't really make sense you know like if I to be without your twin flame and so I was um yeah, I was ready to just do everything. I was going to show up at his work. I was going to, I don't know. I was just all in it, you know, and I didn't even really have a place to live secured. Like I just booked the flight, you know, and really surrendered. And um, yeah. And then I remember I had a session with Lorenzo and uh, my coach at the time, and he was helping me through all of this. And I was like, you know, 
my false twin flame. Well, I thought it was my true twin flame at the time. Like he's posting all of this, you know, depressing stuff. And like, it looks like he's going backwards and I must just be a, like unaware, you know, of these really deep blocks. And I don't know, Lorenzo just, it was God through Lorenzo that day. He was like, you know, it's not supposed to be this hard. And I was like, yeah, that's true. And then he was, you know, we were moving through stuff. We cleared like the last of the unworthiness. And then he was like, you know, he just popped into my mind. And I was like, who? And he was like, that, your name was Jose Flame. <laughs> you didn't even have like a lot. <laughs> that Jose Flame guy. I just got a friend request from him. And it was back, you were like kind of coming closer to the yeah. community. You started doing like video editing mm-hmm. back then. And yeah. And Lauren, she was like, you should just reach out to him. You know, I think you should. Like maybe he's, there's something to explore there. Like he didn't say that it's my twin flame, but he was like, I just feel called to like tell you to explore that. Mm-hmm. And um, I, in that moment, like I knew, like I knew that he, you were my twin flame. Like it was just like, I, I felt this intuitive feeling, but I was like, okay, I'm just going to reach out. And then, um, yeah, so I reached out to you and you responded and you were trying to play it cool. Like you didn't know what I was talking about, but I was like, hi, how are you? Haven't, haven't heard from you in a while or you know, it's been a while. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and you're like, I'm good. How are you? And it was like, well, I think I might be having a false twin flame experience. And like, I felt called to reach out to you and you're like, really tell me more. <laughs> so, yeah. And so I just shared with him, like my experience, you know, with Laurentiu and what I've been going through. And then we met on a call that night and we like read our love lists to each other and every single thing, you know, was completely in alignment. And I, I remember this experience of like feeling so loved just in that one video call more than I had ever been loved by my false twin flame. You know, it was like um, all of the love that I had been giving to myself was just sitting there in front of me, you know, like it was just, I was being like love and you were interested in what I had to say and you Mm -hmm. wanted to like connect with me. And it was just like, I was like, Whoa, like, this is what it's like to be loved. You know, it was very beautiful. And um, yeah. And then we told some people that (laughs) what was going on and um, eventually like, you know, it was confirmed. And then, yeah, the next day, or it was like a day and a half later, that it was all announced and so we were like keeping it a secret and that's when I was on the live with you (laughs) Dennis (laughs) yeah so that was my experience it was a lot of surrender a lot of trust and like you know it's like so beautiful it was like that moment that you realize that all the love that you've been giving yourself was being invested into your union Mm -hmm. and it was just the wrong person like I wasn't I wasn't a proper mirror you know and and it, it really showed me that like this work, it works, you know, and when you love yourself, like your twin flame loves you back. And that was one of the most beautiful experiences. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. It's a very beautiful experience for me too. It was very similar, a very insightful experience. I was um, moving through a lot too in that day. And what happened for me, I was very, um, nothing was happening in my life. Um, with my false twin flame, nothing was moving. I was doing all of this work, all of this healing, and I didn't see like anything, nothing was moving. And I actually felt distant. I was like, mm, something doesn't feel um, good here. And the connection with my twin flame in my heart feels like good. And this is not it. Mm-hmm. This is not um, working. And I remember that day I was like, okay, God, I surrender control send me a sign, a very clear sign of my twin flame. 
I don't care how long it takes. I don't care what they need to do. I'm happy. I choose to be happy and whatever you want, bring it in. And I surrender. I finally release all the control over my journey. I was like, I don't care if it takes 10 years or 20, I don't mind. I choose to be happy now. And I asked God for a sign. And I was expecting for a little sign, but something bigger happened uh, next day. So I was doing my normal day. I was um, at university at that moment. And I remember coming back to my apartment. I was coming back with some friends. And I was thinking about my first twin flame. And I was like, I don't know. I, I don't see me with you. I don't see us together here. Like, this doesn't feel like a match. Like, I don't resonate at all. I was looking at my friends. It's like, I think these guys are more like, I don't know, like they would match more than me. Like, this is not working. Like, it doesn't feel this way. And I said goodbye to them. I continued working to my apartment. And then I got my phone. And I was like, message from Michaela. And I was like, wait. Wow. In that moment, it hit me. I was like, yeah, was oh like my God. It was in front of me. This is it. It was crazy. I instantly knew. I was like, no way. Like, this is my dream flame. And I got it into the, into the moment. I was like, so happy. I was like, oh my God. God is great. Like, this is really perfect. This is really like feels very in alignment with me, feels very like peaceful. And yeah, we got in a call. I was playing it very cool, like, <laughs> but yeah, I knew. And we were both really happy. Yeah, it was very, it was very beautiful to finally mm-hmm. have my twin flame in front of me and really see that the same as her, all of that love mm-hmm. finally in front of me. And it was like, oh, this is beautiful. Like all of that faith, all of that work, is here mm-hmm. it didn't go down, you know, the, drain. down the drain mm-hmm. it yeah. was actually here all of this time and i just needed to surrender and it happened for me mm-hmm. very easily i i really love your story like it's really like i feel like your story is really like humbling to just see how how like what you were looking for was always right there in front of you and the moment you surrender to love and let go of control and just let God do his thing. It, it was all right there. And it mm-hmm. all happened so so effortlessly and easily for you. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, and, um, you know, we always hear that like your twin flame is one with you. They're always with you. And we got to experience how true that is. Mm-hmm. You read every single post, every update, everything that I ever, you know, before we realized there's twin flames, like you were always there, like literally reading my yeah, posts. And you were supporting me. My, uh, yeah. I was asking for support in the groups and she was always there. Yeah. Helping me. So it was always there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's how, yeah, that's how twin flames are there you realize that they've always been there in whatever way that is. But yeah, we really experienced that. Yeah. And well, after that, you pretty much continued on this trajectory of complete surrender and you, Michaela, (laughs) just flew over from America to Spain, I believe, like two weeks later or something like that. Yeah, exactly. Was was that in any way scary for you? Yes, it was very scary. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I had never fl- I had flown I've flown internationally with family before but like never on my own and uh definitely never just up and moved countries before and uh without really 
giving anyone any explanation. I was like, mm-hmm. by the way, I met this, I met my twin flame and I'm moving to Spain, you know, like see you guys later. And yeah, like I didn't, there was no hesitation for me. Like it was, I had to be there. And um, it was really cool because I received like this big influx of like money just before, you know, so I could buy my plane ticket. Like, this is how I know, like God will always support twin flames and coming together because yeah, there's nothing that can keep you apart once you heal like the inner separation, all the doors open. And uh, yeah, like I received this big influx of money and then I found a plane ticket for like 400 US dollars, which is just unheard of, you know, for two weeks notice, you know, international flight. And it was just like the easiest flight. I mean, it was long, but it was really like, everything was perfect. Mm -hmm. And I even got there just like days before COVID started, you know, when all the borders shut down. So it was weeks, a couple of weeks. And Mm -hmm. so right before, you know, like everything worked out so, so perfectly. And yeah, like my friends and family thought I was a little weird, but I think at this point, like they're used to me doing these types of things. Like I've always had like a big, like an energy of like just surrendering wherever mm-hmm. God calls me, like I go no matter what happens. And that's what I did. And so, yeah, it was, it was very, it was very, you know, it was a lot of energy, but it was so, it was a beautiful experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How was your first in-person meeting? What was it like? We were both so shy, Yeah. but it was so <laughs> sweet. Like, uh, first of all, when I got, when I landed in, in Valencia and I was going to the bad baggage claim, it turns out the airline had left my luggage in Portugal. And I was like, oh my God, like, why did this happen? You know? And so I was a little upset and then they, they tracked it down and had it delivered, but that happened. And so it was like, right off the bat, like we had stuff to work through, you know, and, uh, yeah and then I don't know when we first saw each other like it was just very sweet like you yeah. were leaning against like a, a wall and I saw you you were wearing your you're wearing like a leather jacket <laughs> and I was just like oh my god like that's that's my twin flame and then we yeah like we hugged briefly you were you were like very nervous yeah. I think you were more nervous than me like mm-hmm. I mean we're one but like, yeah we had to like kind of process and we rode the train home and uh yeah, it's beautiful. Yeah. For me, I guess, like, I couldn't believe that it was finally happening. Mm. You were in shock. I, I was like, oh, my God, it's actually happening. My twin flame is landing here. And, like, it, it just happened. Like, one day, I didn't know. And now it's, it's here. And I was, like, processing all of that experience. But... It was very sweet. Looking back, we were just processing in the train back home. Just like kind just of taking it all in. Taking it all in, like laughing. Like yeah, we were laughing at each other. <laughs> yeah, we were just like giggling. Yeah, it was very sweet. It was really sweet, mm-hmm. yeah. It felt like, uh, I don't know, like for me, it felt like this massive transition. Almost like I was in a dream. You know, mm-hmm. like one yeah. day my reality was like the old reality I lived in, and then all of a sudden it was completely different. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, but it was really a beautiful experience. Yeah. Very peaceful, yeah. Beautiful. That's so sweet mm-hmm. that you just shared. So then you you mentioned like really shortly after you came together, COVID hit and everything got shut down. And where you, Michaela, you were basically like stuck in a foreign country on the other side of the world, and you didn't mm-hmm. have like a visa to stay longer than a couple of months. So what what happened during these months? Where what were you working through? Mm. yeah like I um do you want to share something no, you can say okay 
um, yeah, like I, that was something that we talked about. I knew that we would probably have to get married, you know, like that was probably the only way that we could come together and like, I wouldn't have to leave again to get like a permanent visa. Um, and so, but we didn't really have any plans. Like I, my plan was to get to Spain, you know, yeah. and I, I came in on the 90 day, excuse me, um, the 90 day tourist visa. And um, yeah, and then COVID hit and uh, basically the government like shut down. So there was no option of me getting a visa for like six months. And so naturally like it was ex expired by then. But then during the quarantine, like you proposed to me. Yeah. And so we decided we're going to get married and it was just like, yeah, it was really sweet. And then uh, so I was like, okay, well, once we get married, that'll solve the visa problem, you know, but we weren't very educated on the whole thing. But uh, yeah, like we were just working through a lot of stability, you know, like I think as when we first got here, like the COVID pandemic almost helped us to, to, to ground a lot, you know, because mm -hmm. we, were, we were just, you know, we couldn't literally couldn't leave the house yeah. and we were grounding our harmonious union. And then we didn't have to worry about all the paperwork because there was nothing that could be done. You know, like we couldn't really get an appointment for anything. Yeah, so. it was a lot of grounding, resting processing the experience and making our youtube channel yeah <laughs> making like also like a lot of healing mm -hmm. together starting to really like heal together and move through things together working our purpose mm -hmm. starting to really really align our lives like really yeah. making it like everything like as we want it mm -hmm. we started working since the beginning on achieving or life yeah. working in. but like for a while our main concern was just like stabilizing ourselves yeah. and finding ourselves our own place to live you know like because when I first got here um you lived in a crazy student flat <laughs> with like Italian roommates who were very loud and it was just like not very like business conducive and so that was you know like we were more focused on like stabilizing ourselves and like creating our business more than we were like the paperwork yeah so yeah. we didn't worry about it too much because like I just knew like we were gonna solve it and mm -hmm. that like we're gonna get married, you know, and like that's that's that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And then you if I remember correctly, like next you you try to get married and you worked out this really <laughs> seemingly genius plan of going to like some yeah. other Yeah. And... So yeah, like, yeah. Do you want to share? Yeah. Right. So what happened? <laughs> we were looking into the easiest way to get married. Oh, that's right. Because in Spain, it's it's crazy. It's a lot of paperwork. It's so much paperwork. It's like a nine-month process to get married to a foreigner. So wow. we were like, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was a lot. So we were looking in Google, what is the best way to get married? And we found this easy way out of the country that is in the same continent, but is the UK. Yeah, it's like UK, but it's like yeah. attached, kind of mm -hmm. like Alaska in the US. Yeah, and everything was like so easy. You get the paperwork and you get married. And it's and, international. And it's international. Mm -hmm. So we were like, oh, okay, let's go there. And we planned the entire trip, the entire thing. And yeah, and that's where the challenge happened because it's not the best idea to cross a boundary with an expired visa well yeah like you don't do that <laughs> we learned that. i didn't know that like i didn't know anything about visas but yeah like we tried to cross but like yeah my visa was expired <laughs> and normally like you have to leave the country for, 10 years. for well yeah if you get deported like you have to leave the country and you can get banned 
for up to 10 years from the European Union, you know, and so we did not know that. And this was quite a shock. And that was, this is probably like the biggest challenge that we went through together was yeah. this border incident. Um, but like a miracle happened and like the, the officers at the border were questioning us and we were just like answering, like being ourselves and, uh, yeah, like, yeah, like we, well, yeah, we had like a bit of a problem at first. I was like, oh, I've only been here a couple of months. Yeah, like, we have to be yeah but like I had been there longer. And so they were like, you know, oh my gosh, like you're going to have to get deported. Mm-hmm. And we were freaking out, you know, like this is like, yeah, it was like a, it was a big challenge. But then as they asked us more questions, they were like, we're going to do you a favor. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. get in your car and you go back home and we're going to send you a letter. And your letter will have the next steps. And so we were like, oh, thank God, because we thought I was going to have to like leave Spain. And then we were coming up with all these ways that like, how are we going to get married, you know, get married some, like whatever, you know, <laughs> all of these other ways. But yeah, like they sent us home and uh, we were, this is very, yeah, we, we thought I would have to leave Spain. And so we were like, oh my gosh, like, what are we going to do? Mm-hmm. And, you know, most of the borders were closed. And so there was like only a couple of countries in the world at the time that like, <laughs> would allow travelers and it was like Albania and like Guatemala and we're like maybe we'll go there you know and get Mm -hmm. married you know just we were willing to do whatever it took Mm -hmm. just to like get married um but it turns out that the police officers never filed anything like they just let us go basically and like that was hugely a miracle and then we ended up finding a lawyer who uh was able to work it all out for us and help us get married, mm-hmm. you know, help us get like the paperwork we needed. And then it was, you know, a year long process of working all that out. And then we were finally able to get married and it was, mm-hmm. yeah, it was a really beautiful experience, but yeah, like we didn't have, uh, we learned to like, you know, hire a professional if you don't know what you're doing. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah. yeah, yeah. So that was that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You you mentioned that this was like so far the the biggest challenge you've you've experienced in your union. This whole episode where you tried to get married and you thought you had to be deported. What was it like spiritually speaking that came up for you there that you had to work through, and how mm. how did you like overcome that spiritual challenge? Yeah, I think the I think the main fear that we move through is the fear that something can happen to us. And something can take our, take our union away or take like separate us basically without our consent mm-hmm. because we were like oh my god like if they kick you out of here like what's going to happen to us like how are we going to continue so we were moving through all of this fear of being unstable not have power over our reality feeling guilt like feeling guilt about the experience like a lot of feelings coming up Mm-hmm. But as we moved through them, the solutions started to appear. Mm-hmm. And yeah, we were able to solve it. Yeah, like I think it was a lot about just trusting that mm-hmm. your harmonious union is permanent yeah. and nothing can take it away. You know, nothing outside of you can come and like, you know. Only you create. Yeah, only you create life. in your reality. And mm-hmm. we just kept doing our healing work and working through the blocks that arise that kept arising and uh finding peace even though we were like I felt like we went through like terror like so many times like even after we were working with our lawyer and everything's okay we would still feel this like deep like uh fear Mm -hmm. that we're resolving which is like the fear yeah like the fear that you can just lose your good like you can make a mistake and then it's all over you know Mm -hmm. and that you know that's it 
but that wasn't true. And every time like we, we would work through a block, like we have another appointment, we'd be terrified before the appointment. Like they're going to tell us no, that I have to leave or something, but everything was perfect. You know, and each time, like we kind of released this fear more and more. And I think it was just us clearing the way for us to be married because yeah. it's like, it's a, you know, it's like a deep, deep uh, stability that was in our, that we felt after we got married. Mm-hmm. And so we were upheaving all that instability and all that fear and um, kind of like healing through that. Yeah. And uh, yeah, like we definitely healed through a lot of fear and I feel like it was very necessary. Mm-hmm. You know, like I could see why we weren't able to get married the first time because we were holding all of that fear and instability. Yeah. And so this like happened and shook us up a bit. But we, yeah, like we did work through it and we didn't give up. And then, yeah, we have deeper stability now. And like, we don't have, we don't have that fear that we were no, working through that. for so long. Yeah. We have mm-hmm. a lot of peace in that area. Mm-hmm. Very beautiful. So you, after working through this, you, you actually did get married. And as you mentioned, like several months later than expected, but in a actually beautiful twin flame, uh, church of union ceremony. So not somewhere in Gibraltar. <laughs> Um, what what was it like getting married to the love of your life because that's you know what everyone is dreaming of and everyone is striving towards and then you you finally got to to live that and experience that I think for me it was like the day of our wedding was so peaceful and natural I was like this is how it's supposed to be yeah it felt like heavenly like it feels like very heavenly very like I was like with a lot of joy. It's like nothing was wrong. Nothing like, was wrong. Was just... Like I finally, I'm like I finally came home here, and I I don't need to leave. Like I I have this, and yeah, like all the effort, all the challenge, all the blocks uh, were nothing. Yeah, it was worth it. Yeah, I think that our wedding day was one of my favorite days of my whole life. Like it was <laughs> such a beautiful day, and um, we had a couple of clients within the city who came to be the witnesses and they were just wonderful. Like it was just a really beautiful day. And um, I felt so much more closeness, like in our relationship, like we felt, I don't know, like I felt, we felt more one, you know, Mm -hmm. and it was just, it was a blissful day. Like it was just like all, it was like a huge weight had been lifted off of our shoulders. And I remember at one point I was thinking like, how could I ever be upset? Like are upsets real? Like does negativity really exist? You know, like it was just this, we were in a really like high like state, you know. Mm-hmm. And it was, yeah, like it was just a it was life-changing. And yeah. it was kind of like, you know, just like the almost like the pay payday, you know, after <laughs> going through, you know, all the challenges that we did. And yeah, yeah it was a very beautiful experience. Mm-hmm. Very nice. So like you've you've been married now for a couple of months, I believe. It's like half a year or something like that. Yeah, like since September. Yeah. So like six months. Yeah. Yeah. How has married life been so far? (laughs) (laughs) Very broad question, but yeah. (laughs) I don't know. Like married life feels like it feels amazing. Like it feels uh like you were saying this more peaceful like we I feel like on a whole new level of like stability in our life like we don't wake up anymore like feeling like it could be taken away like I have a deep like deep groundedness and Mm -hmm. I feel like we're going deeper into like I don't know just like friendship and partnership all the time and like um 
it feels like it's like our relationship looks different compared to most people in this country. Like it's not normal for people under the age of like 30 to get married mm -hmm. here. So we like, I think it's really cool to see like the contrast of our marriage and we're just, there's no like, I don't know, like weirdness in marriage. Like it's just very no, it's natural. Like totally fun. I'm we feel, it feels fun. Yeah. It feels free. It feels like romantic mm -hmm. and it feels like, uh, yeah, like it just feels right. Like it doesn't feel, I don't know, like we're married, but it feels like we've always been married. Mm -hmm. like, you know, like it feels very normal. Yeah, yeah, it's totally normal and it feels like let's build a life together. Yeah, like it feels so fun. It's like it's a starting now. Yeah, like, it I feels am. very good. It feels like just the beginning and like we could keep going forever, which we can, you know, and it's like uh, there's always new levels of mm -hmm. us you know, getting to know each other in a way and still going deeper together mm -hmm. and like uncovering like more of our connection. So it's very fun. I really enjoy married life. Mm -hmm. Me too. <laughs> That's beautiful. You you actually mentioned something that I wanted to to ask you guys about. I believe that you you've had like people like you know say things about you in the sense of like you're way too young to to have harmonious union or be where you are be successful like have a successful business and all of these things how how do you feel about when you, how do you feel when about receiving statements like that that you're way too young to have what you have mm. <clears throat> i guess from my perspective it's like maybe like people don't don't understand like where it comes from like it doesn't come from your age or your um, anything really mm -hmm. it's just a choice and yeah like spiritual maturity you just do the work and you do the healing and everything aligns in your life is love is not about age or about anything mm -hmm. it's just love is do you allow it in your life and if you allow it in your life it, it's amazing mm -hmm. it's very good and you have amazing things yeah yeah i feel like yeah like you said like spiritual maturity mm -hmm. and physical age are not the same thing no. <laughs> you know like i know that what i went through to achieve what i have was like true spiritual progress oh, yeah. like i really faced down like my spiritual blocks and my deepest fears and you know like really hard stuff that i had to overcome mm -hmm. like i'm it's not just like you know young love like it's it's like this is a spiritual achievement yeah. and it has nothing to do with how many years I've been on the planet. It's like, <laughs> you know, we're eternal beings. Like I always think like, how do you know that I'm not like, I don't know, older than you on a soul level, you know, like it's like age is not really a thing when it comes to spirituality and like my experience and study and application of the teachings of union is real like I really went in there and I did the spiritual work and so yeah it's not about age at all and no. if someone like we understand what it means to have harmonious union we understand what it means to live in harmonious union and to keep harmonious union so like we can teach that we can help share that with other people like what it means you know uh to use this work to achieve harmonious union mm -hmm. so we, you know if anyone wants harmonious union you can learn from someone who has it you know it doesn't matter how old they are Yeah. or young they are yeah. yeah yeah very good um i for for like the last part the last couple of minutes that we have here today i want to dive a bit into your life purpose and ask you some questions mm -hmm. there 
because you you mentioned that when you came together you really started diving into building a stable foundation for yourselves and you you've been pretty much working at that carrying chipping wood carrying water for the last two years since you've been together um and Well, I guess I have a question from even the period before that, because I know like you, Michaela, you were the, you, you started being an Ascension coach first before then Jose joined you when you guys came into Harmonious Union. And I remember back from that day, that was when you also were at bootcamp living with Jeff and Shalia for time, some time and they were helping you with your life purpose. And you posted a video on your YouTube back then that I, I watched because it, it really helped me a lot. It was where you were talking about moving through depression and how that was a big block you experienced on your life purpose. So I wanted to ask you specifically about how you overcame that challenge of like healing that depression that came up like for you in the area of life purpose. Yeah, absolutely. Like um, depression was probably the number one block that I had to living my life purpose successfully and something that um, life purpose class and Jeff and Shalia helped me to realize is that the depression came from like a lack of purpose, basically. Like um, I won't go too specific, but like I had a lot of past life trauma around like losing, you know, success. And so, it, you know, I developed like a depression But something that Jeff told me once that really like stuck with me forever is that like depression is like an emotional debt. Mm -hmm. And the only way that I could heal my depression was through my purpose, through work, through service, through um, like living a life of purpose, you know what I mean? And that really helped me a lot. And I found that to be really true that the more that I did, um, you know, to work on my business or to just like, you know, work on my purpose in any way, like even if I was super busy, like I felt so much more joy and fulfillment and it started to heal that like deep depressive feeling, you mm -hmm. know, because I was like loving people and I was serving people and I was like seeing people receive, you know, what I was giving and actually benefiting from it. And I was realizing that I'm valuable and that like, mm -hmm. you know, my love, actually is it's powerful and yeah like the more that I did I found this like you know high sense of purpose which is what everyone wants you know in this like drive and yeah like passion to create I started to feel more creative you know and it's you don't always think like you know depression and lack of purpose are related but they are you know mm -hmm. a lot of the times and for me like this you know working on my life purpose was the same as working on healing depression mm -hmm. and uh yeah like it's it's really helped a lot yeah yeah you know that's incredibly powerful because most people when they're like depressed they you, when you're in depression you get into the state of having a hard time actually getting stuff done so you easily fall mm -hmm. into a space of not being able to get up to do anything and what mm -hmm. you're doing you know sounds really like counterintuitive to what someone what someone who's in depression would actually do and mm -hmm. you know it's really powerful that you're sharing that because you know that's yeah that's really you know the way to to healing that that I feel like so many people don't really know about yeah it's so true like I used to be so depressed that I didn't I didn't want to get out of bed you know like I would just spend my time like my free time off work just like watching Netflix or just like staying in my pajamas all day and then even feeling even worse you know like that was where I was at back then and 
Um, I remember something that Jeff also told me that stuck with me is like, at first, when you're living your purpose, it's going to feel bad. Like you're going to feel that lethargic feeling, you know, like if you're healing this depression, sometimes when you start work and you start doing things like you, that feeling comes up of like Mm -hmm. depression. And that's where I think a lot of people get discouraged and they Mm -hmm. give up and they don't even try, you know, and that's kind of what I was doing for a while, most of my life probably. And um, yeah, like I... I chose to do what Jeff and Shalia taught, which is to move through that feeling, to do it anyway, you know, and as you do it anyway, it moves, it, it like it dissolves, you know, like you move through it, you release it, and then you start to feel better. And then it starts to get easier and easier to like get out of bed. And then you start to feel motivated and then you want to do it, you know, and then it feels bad not to do it. Mm-hmm. And then like, yeah, like watching Netflix or whatever you like to do, which is something I like to do. Like it actually had meaning when it was time to do it instead of it just being a way of like escaping. Yes. And so, yeah, it was really, really beautiful. Yeah. Like, of course, like you do have to move through that like lethargic feeling mm-hmm. or that sadness, that depression, that feeling like, you know, I was working through feeling hopeless and like, you know, what I did didn't matter, but it did, you know, and as I, as I chose to move through it, it got easier mm-hmm. and it, it's like kind of like exercise. Like it's harder at first. Mm-hmm. but then it gets easier and easier. And then the momentum builds and like you start to attract more success mm-hmm. and it's also highly attractive for your twin flame when you do that. So, yeah. What you're sharing is also, you know, really important in the context of everyone who is on this twin flame journey and really focusing on doing inner work because, you know, what I found myself sometimes getting stuck on is like when I have feelings that like you sometimes think like, okay, you can just like work through them internally and, you're missing the outward action yeah. and what what you just shared you're really bringing together this like the two words where you're really you know saying like with depression for example like you you do have to work do the work through the internal like do the internal process work through your feelings but you can't do just that you actually have to get up mm-hmm. and do the actual work and that's actually the solution for the bad feelings you're having yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I always found that as I did that, I, I feel better taking action, you know, because sometimes you don't, you, yeah, like I don't, there, that's something that Jeff and Shalia teach is like, there's no difference between your external work and your inner work. So as you're just moving with God, whatever God's guiding you to do, like it's your inner work, even mm-hmm. if it's just doing the dishes, you know, or painting a wall or like in a coaching session or, you know, driving, like whatever you're doing it's your inner work. Like you're present with your feelings. And I found that as I just like kind of got out of that, like depressive, like, I don't want to do anything. And I did the stuff. I felt better about myself. I felt so much more energy coming back to me. I would feel inspiration. I started having better relationships, you know, like all of these things. So yeah, like your inner work is not separate from the external work. And sometimes all you need to do is just get moving and then the motivation comes to you, you know? So it's just about going with that flow. And that's what I, yeah, I really like that about life purpose class. Like it teaches that, you know, it's not all just like an inner, you don't live in a cave or like under a pile of blankets. Like that's not what life is, you know, you're meant to experience life and yeah. And it's healing to do that. Mm -hmm. So, you know, one thing that you talked about in this context too is really finding your sense of purpose and growing that. So I'm wondering how how are you guys doing that? How how are you cultivating your feeling of purpose and growing that in your life? Yeah, that's a good question. Mm-hmm. Do you want to answer? Yeah, I guess um, that feeling of purpose um, continued to grow the more we started to do it. 
you weren't super passionate in the beginning like you oh. didn't have a lot of confidence please say <laughs> okay well i'll just share like in the beginning yeah. like i was kind of like ahead in this way like i was kind yeah. of helping you along with it and it's not like you always wanted to be a coach mm -hmm. but i think he he was kind of like almost healing through the same like yeah, that same like lack of motivation yeah. and so i would be like okay your job now is you edit these videos and i'm gonna go do this thing i'll you know and i'd come back and it looks like he's busy at work and then i look on his computer and he's watching like youtube or anything <laughs> something and i'm like what are you doing you know but um i think what was it that helped you to come out of that like you started to get really passionate and like yeah. really involved I think for me, the moment that you stopped like trying to make me oh, do it, that's true. I stopped trying yeah, to control. You stopped trying to control. I was like, now I'm going to do it. Yeah. And I'm going to do it. And I started to really enjoy. And I guess it was it was new for, for me to have um that level of purpose and mm -hmm. level of like really like passion for something. I have never experienced that. So I was expecting, like, I don't know if this like is it'll possible. Be just like a nine to five. Yeah, maybe it's going to be the same. But I started doing little things and it was like, oh my God, this feels so good. And the more I did it, the better I was feeling. And I was like, oh my God, I want to do a lot of this. I want to really make a, a change. I want to really grow. I want to really like expand help this people. feeling and help other people because this feels very good to do. Yeah, and Jeff and Julie always say like passion is uncovered. Yeah. You know? And mm -hmm. if um if you're a person who works through depression like I was, I feel like the opposite of that is like passion in a way. And mm -hmm. like I as I healed depression, like I discovered my passion. Yeah. And also, like, I always knew ever since I found Jeff and Shalia's work that I wanted to be an Ascension coach. And I followed that feeling. Like, and I always knew my whole life I wanted to be like a healer. Like, I wanted to help heal people. And I was on a spiritual journey. So it's like your heart knows that you're passionate about something. And usually the block is just like your own limiting beliefs. Yeah. And um, yeah, like, as you work through, like, if you don't know what your passion is or your purpose is, and you just feel like, you terrible all the time like that's your work you know just to start there like why do you feel that way you know mm -hmm. and like moving through that and um just i don't know doing something you know like getting out there um for me like just he just like uh healing my finances and all these things like that was all purposeful for me so just yeah just starting with how you feel mm -hmm. and like naturally you'll be guided and you'll develop your passion you know yeah. and you'll become passionate mm -hmm. and it grows it definitely grows yeah mm -hmm. It really sounds like a big, like an important aspect of this is also allowing it to be a process and allowing yeah. it to just naturally evolve. Like you can't just push forward and dig out some passion and just like put the depression or whatever bad feeling you have under the carpet. Uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Totally. It's not like a, you know, this is not like a get rich quick scheme, you know, your life purpose. Like it is a process and you have to start with wherever you're at, like start mm -hmm. small and then grow it. Yeah. And it requires healing and action in every step. Mm -hmm. You must be doing your healing and you must be taking action. Mm -hmm. Both go hand by hand. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, today you have a rather big Ascension coaching business. You have like several dozen clients, both in the English speaking community and in the Spanish world how are you feeling about your business today with all the work you've put into it and just seeing it grow so much like I feel very proud of our business I really love it and we love all of our clients so much yeah. 
Yeah, it makes us like very like happy because we are constantly like looking at other people having success with this work and it's mm-hmm. like ah uh, like yeah like seeing a client mm-hmm. like become unblocked and start like going on dates with their twin flame after literally like a year or so of no mm-hmm. contact you know like coming it's into a union or yeah. like finding their passion or really healing something big like or, that really gives you a lot yeah or deciding yeah. to become ascension coaches themselves mm-hmm. you know and, like diving into the teachings and yeah it's very beautiful yeah. and, like it did not start that way like at all you know mm-hmm. like we definitely I started with like one client and then two and then you know and before that like you can watch in the money mastery workshop that I did or that Jeff did and I was the guest like I was not in that place you know mm-hmm. so it was just like a process but mm-hmm. I guess like with our business I just see like yeah I just feel gratitude for yeah. the journey you know and for the teachings and for our clients mm-hmm. and yeah it's, I love it it's so joyful mm-hmm. it feels really like juicy yeah yeah that's really inspiring yeah mm-hmm. the very last question i have for you to close our our talk today is if you could go back in time to when you just had begun your twin film journey and say something to that version of you from back then a message or a piece of advice what would it be i think mine would be like to keep going like I'm gonna get there and that like I'm going to overcome these things and to like really love and value myself you know and to really uh to be proud of myself and not to be afraid of facing the challenges you know and to just always choose to follow God and to choose love you know mm-hmm. and I just give myself like a big hug and like a lot of compassion mm-hmm. yeah yeah I think for me it would be the same like giving myself the comfort that I, I can make it, I can achieve it too. Because I remember at the beginning of my journey, I was like, I don't know about me. I don't know if this is for me, but it is for everyone. Mm-hmm. So I would be like, this is for you, keep going. And yeah, just do the work. Um, never give up. Yeah. Well, thank you very much, Susan Michaela, for being here today. And sharing your journey so we're so intimately and really you know giving us all the details and yeah just sharing the the journey that you really went through over the years mm-hmm. because every twin film journey is so unique and everyone learns such different lessons and has such different pieces of wisdom and insights to share and yeah this was really beautiful today so thank you so much thank you thank you for having us it was mm-hmm. a pleasure